Welcome back to the Unexpected Fuckery of 40. I'm your host, Nikita, and we are discussing all things politics today. If you're a Republican, you're probably not going to enjoy this conversation. So let me just put that out there right now. I doubt whether any of my listeners are Republicans, so probably don't have to say that, but just wanted to put that out there. There are also plenty of expletives in this episode. Why? Because the whole country has gone down the drain and is burning to the ground under fucking Donald Trump. Um, This is probably the most passionate conversation that I've had in the most passionate episode. So let me apologize to your ears right now uh, because I found myself screaming talking about Trump. Um... So, uh, you know, what's happened since I released the last episode? So Trump has come out and it's been leaked and released that he and most of the White House have COVID. And, um, you know, I just think he is the virus. Donald Trump is COVID. So let's just cure it. Let's just get him out of the White House. I think that's the cure. To just get Donald Trump out um, you know, since he really is the cause of all of this, since he, you know, refused to wear a mask, he kept having rallies, people were not social distancing within close contacts with each other. And um, he's just a reckless individual, president or not. I think he's just really reckless, leaving the hospital to, to you know, circle around the hospital the way that people putting all your secret service agents in jeopardy with their health and he's just oh he's just the fucking worst but i digress i really don't even think the man had covid my personal belief is that he wanted to change the narrative of what everyone was talking about the days previous um in the days prior to him saying that he had covid and that was basically that he didn't pay taxes and that he didn't condemn white supremacy um, I think he wanted to change the narrative and try to get some sympathy. A lot of people, you know, say, well, what about him wheezing and he looked like he can't breathe? I just think I don't trust anything that man says. I don't trust anything that this current administration puts out there. I really don't. I believe it's all lies. I think it's something to get the sympathy vote, a last ditch effort to get a, a sympathy vote. And I just believe he wanted to change the narrative. Um, I just really don't think that he had COVID. And if he, he did, why would they release him within three days to go back to the White House to put the whole staff in jeopardy of getting COVID? It just makes no sense to me. I mean, nothing he does makes any sense. But today I am joined by my fellow graduate of Tuskegee University, Rashawn Primus, and also one of my very good friends. She is definitely a part of my tribe. We've been friends for over 20 years, and she's just a great, great person all around. And Rashawn has a bachelor's degree in political science and a master's in secondary education. She's been teaching in the LA area for about 20 years and currently teaches middle and high school students math, leadership, and student council in the Los Angeles Unified School District. So today we're going to be talking about all things politics, politics as usual. Um, We'll talk about, you know, just how we are so divided and the hypocrisy that exists between races in America and, you know, what happened with the 2016 election, how we got here um, to this fucked up place we are today with Trump. And, you know, did Bernie Sanders and the Progressive Party contribute to Hillary Clinton's loss? I I mean, we really think so. Um, We'll talk about, you know, the fuck nigga that Daniel Cameron is. 
and um, the Breonna Taylor case and the police officers and this everything that's going on um, surrounding politics today. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is go to the podcast, scroll down to the bottom and hit five stars. And again, hope you enjoyed the conversation. So how's it been going out in LA? I mean, Kita, like it's crazy because like the fires are one thing. And I was just thinking about it especially since you brought it up, I was thinking about like, okay, we haven't had rain since March, mm-hmm. end of March, April. So when we first went out on quarantine, we were, it rained those first like three to four weeks, almost every day. So it was kind of easy and whatever, but we haven't had rain since. Wow. And so where I live, I'm from the big fire right now, which is in Duarte, that's about 15 miles from us. Mm-hmm. And it's only... 37 per meets 15 miles for me it's only 30 maybe 37 percent contained 120 acres burned oh wow 37 percent is not a lot no 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 but that was better because last week it was just six percent contained damn and so you get the ash the haze it's really ugly outside it's really the sooty and smoggy it smells like barbecue it's just terrible and yeah, so you so you guys are lucky that you're wearing masks, right? <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. When we do leave the house, when I do leave the house, it's yeah, it's like okay, yeah, got a mask on. And then you don't want to leave the pets outside because that just makes it, you know, there. And he comes in and he's covered in soot and, and ash and stuff. So, but it's just like people killed me with the, you know, no climate change, no mic, no climate change. This is not normal, right? You don't go this long without rain. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I mean, and lands of fires, I mean, just so much land burned. And that goes back, you know, with the solution to what our federal government, well, you know, our executive or our executive branch is saying, we need to clean up our forests. Well, 53% of the forests here in California are federally owned. They're mm-hmm. not even owned by the state of California. So, yeah. You know, that's y'all responsibility, which we actually paid for anyway, because we paying the most in taxes. So, right. So, yeah. So it's a po- political fight, too, that doesn't need to be political. No, that does. You talked about you, you, you mentioned you said Trump said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he turns everything around. Nothing is ever his fault. That's one thing that I could say that the Republicans are good at is turning shit around and making it not look like their fault seriously rape the forest does that make sense (laughs) rape the forest you need to rake your forest you're not raking the forest you're not maintaining the forest it's a forest who i mean it's maintained by the fucking animals i guess like what do you want us to do i mean it's ecosystems it's all of that stuff that's there and it's like common sense but we need funding because it's just not only forest, but I mean, when you think about paradise, that was a whole town completely wiped out. Right. And where the forest is right now, I mean, that's threatening towns like cities, you know, right there. So mm-hmm. um, it's devastating. And then you have a pandemic on top of that, you know, and then, you know, people 
trying to be at home to do homeschooling, you know, teach well, not homeschooling because not, you know, distance learning. Right. And <laughs> all of that. And then have to worry about a fire if you gotta evacuate. And then if you do have to evacuate, where can you go? Like it's just one thing after another. I'm yeah, twenty twenty has definitely been rough. I think it's just been rough on everybody, and I sit sit alone sometimes, and I'm thinking like in my pity party, but I'm like everybody is experiencing some shit during twenty twenty. So, how has virtual teaching been going, or I guess distance learning? You know, I often hear from the parents, you know, their complaints, but I haven't actually heard from a teacher. So, how has that been going from your side? For me, Kita, like. It's way more work, okay? Now, you know I've been doing it for 20 years. This is my 21st year. Mm -hmm. And I've been teaching math. I still teach math. I also have leadership. But, like, this is my third year with high schoolers, too. So I have middle schoolers and high schoolers. So it's way more work because you're just, like, you're literally sitting at the computer from 8.30 to 2.15. You might have a five-minute break. You have a 30-minute lunch. Um, and then after that, you're trying to plan for the rest of the day, you know, for the rest of the week. Also, the next day, get grading done. Whereas, like, when I was in class, if I'm grading homework, I can walk up and down the aisles, grade the homework, give the kid the feedback right then and there, and mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. So now I, can't, I don't have that class time to do that. I got to keep them engaged. And then afterwards, I got to go back and give feedback. And so that's kicking my butt. But the most, the hardest thing for me is not being with the kids, like yeah. sitting in front of the, the screen. I mean, my kids are pretty good. They're, they're, I'm having about 90% participation, which is good attendance. Um, but with my kids, and I know I've seen on TV and seen on social media where they're all the kids are, their cameras are on and everybody's sitting there. Well, I'm looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. I might have one or two kids that come on because my kids are low income mm. and a lot of them aren't comfortable with sharing, you know, their back backgrounds and I right. don't blame them. I'm not, I'm not going to hold them responsible for that. So there's so much more to it than what we're seeing on TV where you're seeing like the kids that all are on screen and they're messing with the teacher, you know, or something like right. that. My kids are sometimes eight deep in a house, you right. know, in a One's over in the corner, another one's here. There's too much noise in the background. So you have to keep all of that into consideration. Mm -hmm. So my main thing is really, I'm doing curriculum, but I'm really doing a lot of social, emotional. Like, how are you? You know, how do you find something fun to do? You know, let's just team build. Right. Because this is just too different. It's too different and it's stressful for those kids. It's stressful for us, but... Yeah, I don't really see an end in sight. Like, yeah, I don't either. And so we're working from home until 2021, and people are asking me, "Are we going back?" And I'm how, like, "How can they make us come back when you have kids at home that are virtually learning? You can't leave the kids at home by themselves." So this is just our new norm, and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for it. Well, I know, I see, and that's like, I have some friends like are, that are up in the Bay and they ended up putting a little bubble together mm -hmm. where they, they had their neighbors and the nieces and nephews. They were all kind of in the second to like the fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So the grandmother's retired teacher. So they just kind of all rotate houses, you know, in right. that, which is, looks like what's going to end up happening. But what about those families that are low income that don't have that, that right. don't have 
community that don't have the means like that's my worry you know and yeah. so um i don't know but it's funny though because it's funny because some parents are like see i see what you're going through i said i told you your child was a heathen right we like <laughs> We like take back your kids. Come get your fucking kids. They are yours from eight to five or eight to three, whatever time. These are your kids from eight to three, teacher, ma'am. I need you to come get your kids. We don't want to be at home with these kids all day. And did you see that video on the shade room with when the teacher was complaining, uh, telling the parents what they need to do, what they oh, need to do? Yes. Oh my gosh! But it's the truth. Like y'all. Um, she was on. like, and parents, don't be walking around with joints hanging out your ears, joints hanging out your mouth, and these joints these days look like cigars. And uh, make sure that your kids have on uh, proper clothing. Do not send them in front of their computer with their panties on. The girls walking around in gowns with no panties, and the boys walking around in panties. That shit was hilarious. And it's just like, what? Like, y'all come on. But like I said, a lot of my kids, they don't show their screens. So the most I've had is inappropriate pictures a couple inappropriate pictures where i'm like you gotta you come on right i don't know who these takashi six nine i don't know these you know like y'all can't have that with him smoking a blunt on the thing like take that off okay and ever since i told that boy one boy to take it out he ain't been back to class really so he ain't been back to class but he was my seventh grader but my 12 11th graders psh, my 11th graders are like, okay, miss, what we got to do? Boom, 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 here it is. And I just let, you know, go. So they stay on task, but they're really stressed out because it's like, this is our 11th grade year, you know? Are we going to still be going through this? We're not going to have a junior prom. Are we not going to get these activities? And I feel so bad for them. I know. But I'm not risking my life because of y'all. Because like I said, if they decide to go back, yeah, because here in Georgia, you know, they're doing, I think they can split. They can do half on, in class and half virtual. And I think the teachers here are even more stressed out because you have half of your, you, they still have to go to class and they still have to teach the kids in class, plus have the computer up for the kids that are virtual learning. Whoa. So that's a lot. That's a lot. And so we really need to look into paying teachers more if we're asking, now asking all of this to be i mean we needed to pay y'all more in the first place right but now that we're asking all of this and this is the new norm they really need to 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 reevaluate the pay structure around teachers and our essential workers and essential people and and the thing about it is to consider our time like our schedule literally is from 9 to 2:15 with one 30 minute break for lunch mm -hmm. i'm lucky all i got to worry about is marlon the dog let right. him out and open him but if i had a child that is home too, or an, a, a spouse that was at home or a couple of children, 30 minutes is not enough to get, let me get them lunch, let me get them settled, let me get them seated, and then me go back and sit down back in front of this computer for another hour and a half, two hours. And then to spend that after time trying to plan and make sure like you got everything together because you know, there are technical difficulties, all that stuff. And I'm just like, I, I don't think it's considerate. You're not thinking of people. And my thing is like, we need to make sure these kids come out of here out of this emotionally stable. Right. Because this is not normal. Right. And they need to, and I keep telling my kids, like, you guys are 12, 13 years old, up to uh, 16. This is not normal. Mm -hmm. We've never done this before. The country has never shut down before. Our democracy is not at stake. Like, this is not normal. And I need you guys to be able to come out of this and know, I hope that it'll be okay. 
We hope. I, I hope, but now every day is getting worse and worse. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's just a lot of just death and all that stuff that we've had to deal with. And I think because we're home, it's it's really highlighting all the death that we've been through. And I agree with you. Um I, you know, I sent Gray back to school. They shut the school down. We all had to take tests, the teachers, the parents, all of the staff. Everybody had to take tests. You had to have a negative uh, COVID letter before you can't before they would enroll them back into school. But just even for his emotional well being, I felt like he needed to be back in school for socialization. I mean, he's four. I could only play with him so much in between my conference calls and the work that I have to do. It was, I think, driving both of us crazy. I think it's helping him mentally to be back around kids that are his age to have some playmates. He's the only child, so it's just him and I here. So, you know, I needed that. And he's much happier when, I mean, he's ready to go to school every morning. When he comes back from school, he's happy. Like when we were here just together, it was days where I'm like, I want to cuss this motherfucker out like he a grown man and he four. Okay. So I think it was a good, a great thing, him going back to school. And I'm thankful for my school because a lot of, you know, parents still don't have that. They're like, what school does he go to? Um, and it's a private school. So they were able to do that, but right. But I mean, it's, it's all of us has got to come out of here, out of this with yeah. some sanity, like all of us, because like schedules, everything is just, like I said, different. Like after doing this, Tita, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I could go back in the classroom. I'm better. I feel better and more productive at home. Really? But I'm, you know, I've over years, I'm become a homebody. I'm a hermit. Like, but I, I feel like I get, like I'm. I'm looking for more where as I got into my routine, I mm -hmm. guess you could say. So mm -hmm. I, I had it down pat, boom, boom, boom. This is what I can get up in the morning, go to school and be like, I know what to do today. You know, I, where now I'm back on my game. Like, okay, let me, I got to do this. I got to get this, doom, doom, engage them, have them switch up stuff a little bit more frequently. So it's up in my game, which I'm more productive. Right. And see, in LA, you know, I was commuting two, and, two to three hours. So by the time I got home, I don't want to do nothing. Hell no. Two and three hours. That's crazy. But it, I mean, that's LA traffic for you. Exactly. I mean, exactly. So now that I don't even have to have that traffic, I'm not waking up at five o'clock in the morning to get there. You know, I feel like I can spend more time just being more productive with schoolwork, you know, and just trying to get, you know, you know, just get it just so that they can. And I'm not trying. And that's another thing. Some of these people, teachers are stressing parents out and stressing these kids. I stop giving them so much work. Yeah. Put them in class and let it go. People got a bunch of stuff. Like you don't have to just pile on, pile on just to say you gave them some work. Mm -hmm. Like it's just you we we need to be once again more conscious of each other, but we're not. We're Americans and we're selfish and we only care about ourselves and right. you can see it because that's why we are still in COVID. Right. And that and you have Betsy DeVos, right? As what is she? The fucking what is her title that was that she had no experience in secretary of education they never been in a classroom before in her life other than as a student right the private schools all her life and then she's in charge of education but that's the indicative of what we're dealing with we're dealing with <laughs> speak sister go ahead <laughs> white mediocrity is a motherfucker do you hear me it is white mediocrity. I believe in white privilege. 
something's wrong with you because your president is white privilege because he's less than mediocre. Yeah. Everybody around him is less than mediocre. Yep. And it showed you that when the exceptional, literally exceptional black man mm -hmm. with an exceptional wife, black wife, yep. and you go, like we said, from sugar to shit to a less than mediocre, this motherfucker can't even read. I don't believe I don't that he can. He, he cannot read. He does not know what punctuation is. He doesn't know how the fuck is you 72, 78 years old and you don't know Yosemite. Right. <laughs> the Yosemite, the big sequoias in the Yosemite. The fuck? <laughs> he is ignorant. Like, I can't even watch him on TV at all. Like, to when he comes on TV, I have to turn. I can't even listen to anything that he, he is saying because he's just fucking ignorant. And I just, he just spews hate. I, I have nothing. I can't even, I can't listen. I have nothing. I saw a question the other day that said, who was the most experienced presidential candidate ever or in mm -hmm. your lifetime or whatever? I wanted to say ever. And it was like, and my answer was Hillary Clinton. She was the most qualified person to be president. Like, qualified yep. Elizabeth the lift she was elected senator twice of the one of the largest states in the union she was first lady she was secretary of state she was qualified 2016 showed me i mean i knew the country was racist but i mm -hmm. didn't realize how sexist it was i mean i knew mm -hmm. but then i'm like damn y'all trying to battle who could be more racist and more sexist at the same time i was floored i don't think i will ever get over it yeah because i feel like she should have been our first president, our first. She female. definitely should have been our first president. And I really, you know, honestly, I I like to blame Democrats for that. I think that Republicans, again, they do a good job of turning shit around and then they speak up for their party. They do shit like they, whatever, it's whatever. And I am not with the you go low, we go high, no. If the motherfuckers going low, we going low too. And I really think that that was the problem with Hillary's campaign. I think that she didn't start out early enough trying to gather the black vote and the Latino vote. And then I think that she just let them say a lot of shit that wasn't true instead of calling them on it. I do believe I'm really, really um, excited about the presidential debate because I do believe Biden is going to call Trump out on a lot of his bullshit. But I think as a Democratic Party, we were trying to be so politically correct, walk above the line and stay above all the dirt and shit Trump was, you know, giving out. And we that's why we lost because we weren't we didn't go back hard this shit is a war it is all out fucking war at this point if we don't get this man out of office i think it's going to be a lot of racial tension is going to um i think it's just going to be out of control i can just feel it honestly when i walk out in the streets every day and i go to the store i can just feel the racial tension that's just just surrounding me in my environment and I think, you know, the Karens are going to be more outspoken and the Keisha's going to be ready for their asses, okay? The Keisha's and Kanisha's going to be ready for Karen. And it's just going to be a fucking racial war unless we get this man out of office. And so uh, we went off on a tangent there, but I just really wholeheartedly hope that the Democrats come full on ready for battle. Anything that this motherfucker says in the presidential debate, you call his ass out on it. And he keeps saying, oh, well, Biden let, let China do this. And Biden didn't um, pass the mask mandate. Motherfucker, you are the president. Biden is not the motherfucking president. That's why all of this is insane. 
It is insane. And that's what I keep trying to tell my kids. Like, you guys, this is not normal. This is not how a president acts. This is not how the Senate is supposed to act. This is not how any of it is supposed to act. And the thing about it is, like I said, 2016 show, there's a lot of things that need to happen. Number one, the electoral college needs to be abolished. It needs to be abolished. It was only put in place because of, of civil war, sorry. I live in a state that got 38 million people. All our votes should count equally. And because you live in Wyoming and there's 538,000 people, you handle your state and local elections. Guess what? My state that has the fifth largest economy in the world, mm -hmm. we pay the most federal taxes. Mm -hmm. So guess what? If we, there's us there, if there's 38 million of us and half of us go blue, then that's what it is. Yep. If you don't like it, move. But that's not fair. It's, it, it's not fair. That needs to be gone. And the two-party system needs to, <laughs> because I'm a Democrat. And see, what I'm going back to in 2016 is what pissed me off. And that was Bernie Sanders and his attempt to explode the Democratic Party. Yep. And this is why I say that. We need many, all of us have different interests, different perspectives. The two party system does not fit us. However, I understand you have these ideas, you have these feelings. I thought for a long time, by definition, that I was a progressive. Mm -hmm. And I have learned that I am not a progressive. <laughs> So what does a progressive mean? I'm a Democrat. I'm just a dem I'm a moderate Democrat. I personally, I think every, I believe in universal health care. I don't necessarily think about Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. Because I do have a private insurance that I want to keep my insurance. Mm -hmm. I do believe that maybe public college should be free, but I don't want to pay for rich people's kids to go to school for free. I don't think that's fair because in the end, that's going to hurt the middle class. I'm a middle class person. Right. I'm not making six figures. I'm a teacher. And those things are going to end up hurting the middle class unless we narrow it down and say, okay, you have this need. We can pay for you to go to college, but you need to come out and do something in the inner city. You got to do this. You got to do that. But just giving stuff away, I'm not progressive like that. And I thought that I was, but I'm not. I think people should have health. Everybody should have health care, uh, access to food and health and 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 the, a clear environment. So I'm, I get it. But you came over to my party and tried to fucking explode it. He did. He did. And so many, a lot of black people were behind Bernie Sanders. I was like, what the fuck? He marched with Martin Luther King. Y'all act like he was in the room and wrote the speech with him. He wasn't, he went to a march. Right. To to march. <laughs> I went to the women's march. I didn't organize it. I wasn't a leader in the feminist movement. I went. He went. Yeah. Like, are you serious? But you completely negated everything that Hillary Clinton had done, but you wanted to implode our party. Over a fucking email. Oh, but over bullshit, like I said, it's like this, Tita. I used to have a, a poker party, okay? Mm -hmm. I used to have a big poker party every week. You knew the rules of my poker party. The rules of the poker party is you bring a bottle and dealer's choice, and it's a $20 buy-in. You know the rules. I've been doing it for 20 years. You know the rules. You keep begging me to come to my party. Mm -hmm. I finally say, okay, you can come to my party. Here are the rules. You're like, cool, okay, I'm cool with the rules. You walk your bitch ass into my party, Without a bottle, 
Right. We say, no, we're going to do a $10 buy-in and we're going to pay Texas Hold'em all night. And when I say, no, fuck you, get the fuck out of my house, that's not fair. You're cheating me. You right. won't let me win. You're cheating me. That's exactly what you did. Right. And that wasn't the case. You're an independent. Run as an independent. Right. What's wrong with that? Yeah. So we need to expand the party system. That so wait, go back to what does progressive being a progressive mean? So progressive to me, in my opinion, the progressive movement is more Medicaid for all. Okay. Um, college. Um, but for me, what I teeter on with the progressive movement is there are more about the economic disparities in the communities versus the racial ex disparities. Mm-hmm. Like Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. is, is it, they're economically, the economic anxiety. Remember he was saying that economic anxiety, the white voters are voting for Donald Trump because of economic anxiety. They're afraid the economy, the economy was fine. Yeah. They weren't, it was racial. They mm -hmm. wanted this white man after this black man. Mm -hmm. that, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And to keep denying that. And what I see more from progressives is a complete ignorance of our racial issues. Yeah. And it's more of an economic disparity. The 1%, the 1%, the 1%. I get it. Yeah. But we got regular issues around of racism that, that just have not dissolved, that have not gone away. And they're being passed and passed on from generation to generation. And it's, I mean, and I think, you know, um, in every decade, you can look back and see where there was a lot of racial tension because of something that happened. But in my lifetime, I mean, outside of, um, you know, when Rodney King got beat, I can't remember it being this bad right. where everybody's in the uproar. The white people are in the uproar because we're because of Black Lives Matter, which they still think Black Lives Matter is like, damn, the Black Panthers or some shit. And it's, I'm just saying my life. And even the Black Panthers wasn't bad like they did for their community. So, right. You know, just, oh. Yeah, it's I, I've never seen it this bad. And so. Um, we, we, Lord, Lord, I just hope we have to pray on this one because if not 2020, the, the winter, fall and winter months of 2020 is going to be very bleak and depressing for all of us. One way or the other, either the white people are going to be depressed and, and mad or the black people are going to be depressed and mad. It, it's that's one of the reasons too. I know I'm on lockdown and stuff because of quarantine, but I'm like, I don't want to deal with crazy people. Right. Like just in my neighborhood, I'll go next door to the, you know, around in the neighborhood to the little stores. But I'm like, I, y'all are really acting crazy. And mm -hmm. I don't understand why y'all acting so crazy. And I don't have the patience for it. And I don't know what my reaction is going to be. Right. They're acting crazy because of Trump making their ass super bold. They, they are bold. Bold. Some shit that they would have never done, you know, um, when Obama was in the office or in any other prior president. Yeah. And this um, boy these state lines and killing these people and y'all sitting up here he's a hero yep so my thing is okay that black the black militia in 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 um in stone mountain them i mean what's gonna happen if they start doing the same thing right that it, was community it was horrible you went to a, your mama the mama should be in jail first of all too yep. gave him the gun and drove him there and then he's a hero they were gonna beat him up and then you know what? I haven't, you know, since they've arrested him, I haven't heard anything else about that case on the news. 
Well, they just, uh, was it yesterday, were saying that he is fighting extradition. He doesn't want, he's trying to fight extradition. So then um, Michelle Milken, this Republican um, surrogate, I guess you could say, was at the Wisconsin Republican convention thing and posted, yes, this was just yesterday, um, that she was, her special guest was Kyle, this fool's mother. I'm not even gonna say her, his name, was his his mother. And she he, she did talk to him on the phone and thanked him for his service, for his help and put in capital letters. And I thanked him for, for his service to his community. Wow. He didn't live that. Wow. This and that's the thing. These white people are really teaching teaching hate in their households and black people we don't do that. We don't that, do that. Yeah. You know, we don't do that. No, we don't we do that. We don't do that. We don't we don't hate you. We don't want we don't want to do to you what you did to us. And see, and that's what they think. Mm -hmm. That's why their fear is so strong because they really feel that we actually are entitled, us and the natives are entitled to do what you did to us, but we're not that kind of people. Right. The Native Americans are not, we are, Black people are not that kind of people. We are very forgiving. Black people are very forgiving, strictly because what we had to deal with through slavery and the shit just, we just kept forgiving generation after generation. That's just built into us because that's what we know. The slave master whooped our asses, but yet we still had to go plow this soil and do all this shit, pick cotton, even after we got our ass whooped and lashes on our back. We're very forgiving. We had no other choice. So that's just ingrained in us, in our souls. But white people aren't like that. In, in their minds, if somebody had done to them what they did to us, they would be putting their vengeance back on it. They would be trying to take vengeance. We, all we want is just to be left alone. That's all we want, inequality. That's all we want. Leave us alone. Give us equal, our equal stuff, shit. Let us, leave us, just leave us alone. Yep. There's no other reason for it. Yep. And then you continue to tell me that my life doesn't matter. You mm -hmm. keep telling me that over and over. Doc Rivers said it perfectly. That was the best thing he could have said. We keep loving a country that does not love us back. Mm -hmm. And how many times are you going to keep showing us you guys don't love us back? Mm-hmm. You want us to shuck and jive for you. You want us to go run that football for you. You want us to get up and sing for you, cook for you. D dance you, for you. Right. But you don't want us to have feelings and thoughts and emotions and be hurt and be in pain because of the suffering of the people around us that look like us. Like what? Because you still see us as subhuman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then, they still see us as slaves. Um, and the police are the slave wranglers. And I fully believe that that's when, when they join the force, I do believe that they are looking at black people like slaves. It's no other reason for what, how they're treating us, how the police officers are treating us. I mean, um, it's no other reason. You just have hate in your heart and that's taught in the home. And so they want to come protect their protect their white streets. That's what they feel like they're doing. And if they, we have to do exactly what they tell us to do, don't even fucking breathe if I don't tell you to breathe. And if you do, I'm gonna kill you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just, I can't even, you know, I'm just kind of numb to it now. I don't really- I, The police department, I mean, the, your first police officers were slave wranglers. Mm -hmm. That was law enforcement. They were to wrangle uh, escaped slaves. And so you also have people coming into the community that don't live in the community. So it's like zookeepers. So they come into work to keep the animals in line and then they go back 
30, 40 miles away to where they live. Yep. They don't live in the community. You mm-hmm. need to be live in the community if you're going to police the community. And that I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. If you don't live in a black community, then you don't need to police the black community. And I think that there needs to be some type of incentive or something that our local governments can do in order to, um, you know, try to get more black people to sign up to be cops in their community. It's some type of way that we can make this. Um, I don't know. I'm not a political person, but there needs to be something in the community to say, if you sign on as a cop, we'll give you so much money towards a home or off your mortgage or something, something Cop next door program, the teacher next door program, where they had special programs for cops to live in those communities, you know, living and teachers to live in the communities that they police. But the thing about it is historically black people don't trust the police. So, I mean, you're going to get people who come from law enforcement, um, families, military families that join the police force, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a whole, just the average person is not going to just trust the police and don't even want to be a part of it. Right. So the whole system needs to be just overhauled. It does. More community reach out. I mean, and two, to me, you can't be a cop if you 20. No. I mean, you just out of high school and you just ready to kick somebody's ass as far as I'm concerned. You need a psychology, you need to go to school, you need to take some psychology classes, racial classes, health classes, all of that. How you come out and you 18, 19 and you 21 and you a police officer? Right. That, that you don't have enough life experience to be a police officer, to, to understand what other people go through in their lives and be sympathetic and empathetic towards that. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't need to be a cop at 20. And two, part of me feels like if you came out the military, you don't need to be a cop because you still got to me that mental military uh, uh, mentality and policing is not the military. Yep. Your job is to protect and serve as a police. In right. the military, your job is to fight and defend. Right. Yep. So policing and, and military, those are to those don't even they shouldn't even intersect. But mm-hmm. those people are coming over here thinking that they're still I'm fighting and protecting or, or, you know, and you should be serving. Right. You know, making sure the community is safe. So mm-hmm. I don't know, these, these, these folks is crazy. And then you, oh God. And then with Brianna, like. Yeah, what? that's what I was going to say. You know, we, in the news this week, last weekend was Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing. And then the nun indictment of the officers in the Brianna Taylor case, which honestly, I'm not shocked. I wasn't. The verdict that came back, I was not shocked at all. I wasn't, I didn't think that they were going to convict them of murder. All three of them and two of them, you just, they just what fire one. And then the other one, you charged him for firing shots into another man's apartment, the white man's apartment, but said nothing about the black man's department. I mean, apartment, sorry. Um, and, and then, and not for the death of Breonna Taylor. So, and then the dirty ass attorney general, Daniel Cameron. With his That's Uncle a, Tom sellout fuck boy ass. A better barber, first of all, because his lineup is a fucking mess. <laughs> that, that was number one. His lineup. I'm like, dude, get a pick, a brush, some away, cap something, but I guess you can't put that on with your Mitch McConnell white wife granddaughter. Yeah. Well, oh, is that Mitch? That's his granddaughter? Yes, honey. Daryl Cameron married Mitch McConnell's granddaughter. I did not know that. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, he ain't going to no black barbershops. He don't know nothing about a fucking lineup. 
get in the administration. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. So when all that time, those 100 and something days, he was having his wedding shower, his, you know, the engagement party, the wedding and going on the honeymoon with Mitch McConnell's granddaughter. Yeah. I did not know. Now it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now it makes fucking sense. I mean, um, Uncle Tom's are everywhere. What'd you say? You know he spoke at the Republican convention. Yep, I saw that. I saw that in the news this week. I mean, and he and he stood up there saying that he was a black man. And Tamika Mallory, I mean, oh my gosh. She said everything that we have been thinking. And I hope that shit hit his soul, which I doubt it. I doubt it did. He don't care. He don't care. Like I said, he talked more affectionately about Donald Trump than he talked about Breonna Taylor. Yep. He hardly mentioned that child's name. Mm-hmm. And then to sit there and to say like, and my thing is, and then to sit there and try to put it on the boyfriend, on Kenneth Walker, that is terrible. Like, no, he, that man had a registered gun. Right. He had a license for it. Criminals don't do that. Right. We know that criminals don't do that. Yep. Somebody's banging on his door in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got my peace out because I live in a state where I'm allowed to do that. Right. And yeah, I might not hear you say a police. I still don't believe that. I still don't believe they announced it. They didn't say that shit. They didn't announce it. That man or whoever, the one witness out of the 11 witnesses that said that they didn't hear them announce them, that one, on the third time they interviewed him, then finally said, okay, I did think I hear it. Whatever. I I know this is going to sound crazy, but I don't care. I really honestly believe that either she saw something and they went after her mm-hmm. or they thought that she still had that there were month there was money there from no way because she was an emt right mm-hmm. so you right that that's that's a good theory she may have seen something where they targeted her shoot the man the man who shot at you he didn't get hit but she got hit all the, I, why are you there in the first place the man you're looking for is in custody I, like I said, he was either they were thinking that there was stuff stashed there and they were going to go there and rob it. So so was the boyfriend into drugs or not? Because I've, I've seen conflicting stories. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. So I read a good article. Um, I want to say it's the New York Times or Washington Post. By, um, I have to give you his name. But he went through each claim because he had been following the case the whole time. And so the first, the her boyfriend... That her old boyfriend was a drug dealer. Okay. He wasn't with him anymore. She had even blocked him from her phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the new boyfriend was not. Good guy, upstanding guy. He had a gun with the uh, conce- uh, 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 the license for it and all. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think he knew that uh, the ex-boyfriend was a drug dealer. You know, so when he's bang, somebody's banging on the door, right. you know, He's my, I'm scared, you know, I'm in here to protect us too. And two, it wasn't like it was a good breakup. The ex-boyfriend was still trying to kind of talk to her, but she had blocked him off of her phone. Mm -hmm. You know, she was working two jobs, going, trying to go to nursing school. Just doing everything that you're supposed to do, doing it the right way. And you still, and that, and that goes back to, they act like a black person can't have a gun permit and cannot have a license to carry and a concealed weapon permit. It's like, if we have guns, then we're automatically assumed to be criminals. And it's like, motherfucker, I, I, I have the same rights that you do. I do not understand that. And then they paid, you have so, in a settlement case, you've given the family money, but yet 
he's not the the police aren't guilty. So what are you giving her money for? And then two, how they went to the ex boyfriend. They tried to give him that plea deal. Yeah, him with that plea to make her look bad. I mean, and then for like, and then Charles Barkley talking about well, he shouldn't have shot at the police. How the hell he know it was the police? Somebody is banging at my door, kicking in my door in. Right. And that's the thing. If it's a standard ground law city state and i feel my life is in danger i don't give a fuck if you are the police mm-hmm. because the police kill people who look like me mm-hmm. so here's the thing that that qualified immunity shit needs to go away yep you gotta start being responsible for your damn actions yep now if you don't want to get shot and killed on a no walk warrant then don't be the one to execute it right or come through and knock on the door this is the police we got this but you can't expect people just to be sitting calmly and and co- cooperate and be calm when all we see is when you are calm and cooperate you get you die mm-hmm. Orlando Castile mm-hmm. you will never leave my memory as long as I live mm-hmm. Tamir Rice I mean like Rashard as- Brooks I mean yeah. hell, sitting in the windows drive through sleep in the neck and I'm dead Right. 27, 27 minutes later, whatever I, it was. Jefferson, I'm playing car, a video game with my kid and I look through with my nephew, I look through my own goddamn blind and mm-hmm. you shoot me through my damn blind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are y'all so afraid of us? That's what that's what I'm saying. They're afraid of us. And if you're so afraid of us, why do you want to come police in our communities? But then it goes back to what I said, because they want to act as slave wranglers. And when they sign up for that shit and they have that hate in their hearts, that is the purpose of the sole purpose. I believe that they sign up to believe police officers. We want to go police these black communities and shoot these fucking niggers. And that's what we want to do and get them off of our streets. I really wholeheartedly believe that now when I see a white police officer i'm like i don't even want to go near this motherfucker i'm i'm more trust i don't trust the police period however when i see a black police officer i'm more at ease than when i see a white police officer i've always thought anybody who wanted to be a police officer was kind of crazy anyway because what the fuck would make you want to go out and get involved in all of these things that go on in the streets but um they're afraid of us just because of my skin color just you don't know anything else about me. Police officer when I was in high school. You wanted to be a police officer? I wanted to be a police when I was in high school. When I was like in, in going into high school, I was like, oh, I want to help the community. I want to be a police officer. And then I was like, yeah. Okay. No. No. Well, yeah, you're we're, help. We are thankful that you're a teacher. <laughs> you're helping the community in a different way. But you know, the thing like what you're saying is why do you want to do this job? Why? And like I said, why are you so fearful of me? What have we done to you? Why are you so afraid of me mm-hmm. that the sight mm-hmm. of me scares mm-hmm. you so bad that your only reaction is to try to kill me? Yep. I don't understand. And I got to the point now where I don't, don't call the police to my house. Absolutely. Like, somebody could be out here trying to hurt me. Don't call, whatever. Don't call the police to my house. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're downright and I feel like my life is threatened. I am not calling the police on any of my, ne- now if they're a white motherfucker, I'm calling the police. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm joking for all my white people out there. Um, <laughs> if it's if it's my black neighbors and they're drunk walking down the street, let's let's do something to go help this man. Um, you know, a couple of us get him where he needs to be um, instead of calling the police. I am not with that. Like in my community, I think last summer the. I wanted to curse this girl out in my HOA. We have a Facebook page. It was some black kids that were in the pool and they lived in an apartments across the street. And 
somebody posted, okay, we have visitors in our pool that we know that they're not residents. They don't have on wristbands. I saw them like jump the gate or some shit and another person open the gate. And the black girl's first response was to call the police. And I chimed in, call the police for what? What are we calling the police for? For a fucking pool? We live in Atlanta, in the city of Atlanta, bitch. You right down the street from Bankhead. This is not a gated community. Gated community. You knew where you moved when you moved into this motherfucker. Okay? So, yes, if you live across the street from an apartment building and they don't have a pool, then nine times out of ten, they are going to come get in our pool. But it's measures that we can take outside of calling the police on black kids because they're in a fucking pool and you're a black woman. I wanted to walk up to her house and just slap her ass like that pissed me off so bad i just don't even do it i know and that's the quickest thing the alarm went off at my house and they called and said do you want the police to come out because i'm like i don't remember leaving the door open. do you want the police i said no so i don't want to pull up to my house and the police are there right because they might shoot my ass thinking that i'm coming back probably just the dog i'll be home in 10 minutes and i'll figure it out but no you sure you don't want us to call the police no 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 i don't mm. want it like a turn into my driveway and the police are sitting right there i don't want that feeling i don't want i don't i don't i don't want to and that's a shame yep. i shouldn't have to live like that i should be able to say oh my gosh my alarm is going off and i don't know why yes yeah, send the police no 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 yeah no i'm good i'm good on the police i don't even want to start and then the worst thing too about the Brianna Taylor I want to talk about is the the man. The same identical thing happened in Minnesota. You know where the 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 white woman called the police. She called the police. Um, she thought she had heard a rape or something going on, and the police officers came, and the black police shot her and killed her. Mm. She came out, and it was an accident. Mm-hmm. It was an accident. There was not a 136 day wait. Right. Okay. That man is serving 12 and a half years in jail right now. Oh, so they did convict the cop? Yes, honey. He's black and he he's Somalian and he is serving 12 and a half years. I didn't see that. Accidental shooting. Um, her name was Justine. The girl's name was Justine. I got to look it back it up. Justine. It was in Minnesota, Minneapolis. It was a couple years ago. And... Same kind of thing, but he was remorseful. Yeah. He said, I didn't mean to. I thought, you know, she was trying to hurt my, I didn't see. And this is what kills me, Kita, is there's no remorse. Yep, none. Like you, these four fucking cops could have been like one of them, like, dang, you know, she was, what mm-hmm. you know, she was a first responder. How I feel terrible. I don't know if I could, this motherfucker writes a letter to the union talking about your, you know, hyping up the criminals and we did everything right. That's where it goes to me with the Black Lives Matter. It's not about the black, um, black, it's not about that. It's the fact that you take our lives and you have no remorse, you have no sympathy, you have no empathy, and then you have no recourse. You have no punishment, no nothing. This man that shot this white woman was in custody and he's serving 12 years. The black dude that killed the police, they caught that black man that killed them police where in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. two days ago, they already caught him. Well, and then there's like, where's Black Lives Matter? Why aren't you saying anything? Because he's going to jail. Right. He's going to jail. Right. And and these white police officers aren't. The people that shoot up in Washington, the little, the black man that killed the white boy in the mall, mm-hmm. guess what? They caught him. He's going to jail. Mm-hmm. But George Zimmerman is walking free. And I don't understand that to this day. I 
don't understand is many fucking thugs and goons that live in the city of Miami. How have you not had a hit out on this motherfucker already? Like y'all do drives by drive bys for fun down in that motherfucker. Why have you not killed Zimmerian again? And I'm not wishing death on a man. That's not what I'm saying on this podcast. I might feel differently in my heart. I'm not saying that on this podcast, but how is he still alive? How is he still walking free? And no remorse, no empathy, no sympathy. That's where, that is what Black Lives Matters to me. Yep. Yep. Is that, okay, you could make a mistake. We're human beings. And as a human being, we acknowledge the mistake that we made and we try to make it right. Mm -hmm. But you motherfuckers have none, no empathy. You killed that 13 year old boy standing out at that park and watched him lay there for three and a half minutes and didn't render aid to him. Mm -hmm. That's Black Lives Matter to me. That's you showing me that my life didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You made his sister sit in the back of a police car handcuffed, watch her brother die. That's Black Lives Don't Matter to you. When you shot and killed Philando Castile with a four-year-old baby in the backseat and his girlfriend next to him, mm -hmm. that shows me you, my life doesn't matter. My emotional state, it's a baby back here. Yep. No empathy, no sympathy. You don't see me as a human being. Rashard yep. Brooks, he was trying to explain to you, it's my daughter's birthday. I'm a human being. And 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 then y'all let the the, the the did you see when um that guy that white man crashed all those cars and he was drunk as hell and they let this motherfucker still walk away from the scene away couldn't barely cross the street Follow couldn't her. even stand up but yet this man has explained to you twenty seven minutes or however long it was I could have that wrong all this time and said let me just walk and you still at the end of the day killed him for being drunk let's go home. My daughter's birthday is my wife. Like, I'm a human being. I'm they don't look at us like that, though. That's that thing. That's what I'm saying. So all this, you ain't kneeling for the, all that bullshit. Shut the fuck up. Just admit it. You're racist. You don't see us as human. You don't see us as having feelings. And keep it moving. I'm sick of it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, and it's very simple. And the black on black crime, black on black, it's white on white crime. All of it's the same because that's who you live around. Right. And when black people kill black people, guess what? They go to jail. Right. Yep. Exactly. And so what do you think about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? How do you think? Because this nomination is going to affect us, my generation, for the rest of our lives. And um, they couldn't even let the damn ladies body get cold yet before yet thinking of new nominations. And how... Is it that y'all would not let Obama put through his nomination, wouldn't pass because it was an election year, yet we're fucking 40, what, maybe 45 days? How many days are we? 38 days out now. 38 days away from an election, and y'all are trying to, Mitch McConnell, you are going to let this, this nomination go through. How? How? And if the Democrats don't fight this shit, if, if they don't fucking like, what's her name? Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, her. <laughs> So much they can do they don't have the numbers in the senate that's what's fucked up is that they don't have the numbers in the senate and they don't have enough democratic senators you're hoping that somebody has a conscience but they don't the hypocrisy is astounding yes. and that hypocrisy is white 
privilege. You sat here and you told this black man with 280 something days left of his presidency that he could not appoint his person because the American people needed to do that through the election. Right. It is 38 days. You're going to let an impeached president appoint a civil Supreme Court justice? Yep. Because their hypocrisy, their audacity. And Everything I think about it. <laughs> I don't even know what, why this is so important, but these motherfuckers and abortion. Yeah. And immigrants. Yeah. Is burning their butts. So isn't what they trying to do. End abortions and get some back immigrants and get rid of immigrants. That is all this is. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. Sit there and look people in their face. And if these people don't vote Lindsey Graham out, Mitch McConnell out, um, what's the lady in Mississippi? Cindy Hyde, mm-hmm. whatever her name is, vote all of them out. So, so they need to go. Yep. Even if you are a Republican who you tout to be law and order and so patriotic, you love America, you're watching the Republican Party flush it down the toilet for the entire constitution. And this new thing, you know, and you're talking about the constitution, reserve the constitution, all men are created equal, blah, 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 blah. We was three-fifths of human being in that statement, in that document. So it wasn't written for us. So now I just, oh God, it is amazing. And you just sit there and look at them and they just do it with a straight face. Like, yeah, what? How dare you? What? What? That's what I'm saying. They are unapologetic about their shit. And I need for Democrats to be the same way. I just need us to have that fight. Like Republicans are good at that. They're good at fucking lying. And if you catch them in the lie, well, they're going to put it on somebody else. Like they are good at flipping shit and they are good at standing doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And Democrats, I just do believe that we are just a weaker party because we try to do the right thing all the time. And that shit don't work. It's time to go fucking low. (laughs) No, that's why I said there's got to be somebody that goes low. Like everybody can't go high. So it's got to be somebody that goes low and goes down with them. But what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to just, they're going to have to fight and they're going to have to get in there and just, and then let them know, y'all do this. See, here's the thing. This is why the election is so important though, Kita. It doesn't matter if Joe Biden does win. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if the Senate doesn't flip. We have to flip the Senate. Mm-hmm. So those Senate seats donate money to Senate races. Mike Epsby in Mississippi needs money. He was this close. He was one, 2% away from beating that bitch the last election. He mm-hmm. is this close. They are neck and neck. Send him money. Mike X Espy, um, Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. Yep. The Senate has to be flipped. If the Senate is flipped and we win the White House, keep the House, then all this shit can be reversed. Yep. Expand the Supreme Court. Put term limits on all these motherfuckers. Yes, it does not need to be fucking lifelong. Senators should only get to serve two six-year terms. Yep. If the president only serves two form senators, you get two six-year terms. And and justices, you get t- two 10-year terms. Yep. Nobody should be making these lifetime careers. No. Period. No. You get rid of that, and they can fl- overflip that, get rid of Citizens United, expand the uh, um, Supreme Court. Put a black woman on the Supreme Court. Yes. And a real black man. Yes. Not 
Clarence Thomas. Right. And then expand it. And then we can try to fix and salvage what this fool just did these last four years. Because yep. if this man wins again, and people, I said it before, I said it. And everybody's like, oh, baby, you being dramatic. Oh, no. I said, life as we know it will end if this man wins the president. Life as we know it. The world's not going to end. I didn't say the world. I said life as we know it. Yep. Will end. And life as we know it has ended. We yep. got to wear a mask. Good point. We, we, we just watched the people demand put a damn barrier around the people's house. Good point. Like, life as we know it is not the same. Kita, I paid more in taxes than I've ever paid in my life. And yet, they act like we have got, no, this motherfucker gave us a stipend because he had to. Because that's the only thing that he could do to to even try to um, win this election is to do something for the people after you fucked it up and let all these people, and didn't shut down the country when you fucking should have and didn't tell us the truth when you should have. That was the only thing that he could do. That was the only thing left in the bag was to give us some money because yeah, the economy, the economy was, was failing, but yet y'all care so much about the fucking economy and getting it back going that you don't even care about the lives that we're losing. Okay. So he really hasn't done shit because he gave us a stimulus package, but we still sitting our asses at home and people are still fucking dying. And I get, you know, yes, there are small businesses, there are black small businesses and all these people are out, are, are out of work, but yet Trump did that. Trump did that. And if we'd have shut down and you would have taken your bitch ass out there with a mask on in February yep. and told us what we needed to do, yep. then every we wouldn't be in September now, about to be in October, still trying to figure out on lockdown. The kids and can't have no fucking Halloween. We ain't going trick-or-treating. <laughs> just sit there and justify it. I've done a great job. It's 100%. I've done the best job. I got 200,000 people are dead, dude. 200,000 people right. are dead. Right, and we can't, and they, and, and they won't even let fucking Americans out of the country. Okay, can we even travel to Europe? Nowhere, we but Mexico, out. but fucking Tulum. I keep saying that every podcast episode, but Tulum because uh, Canada ain't even letting us up there. I don't True. blame them, I don't blame them either. That's why I was like, if this fool win, we're gonna go to Mexico. I told my mom and them we're going to Mexico, <laughs> and now we're we gonna be trying to cross their borders instead of them trying to cross ours. Too. That, I, that I said, I'm going to get a trailer. I'm about to get an RV and we're going to be bounced out of this sucker because I'm not dealing with these crazy white people. But Kita, here's the thing. I've said it before and I said it again. I don't know if there's going to be an election. I don't have a Well, he already said that he wasn't fucking leaving. He said the only way that he loses if if it was rigged. Well, motherfucker, you do all the rigging. So you, you, your numbers are just so low right now that you really lose losing confidence in yourself. And now if you win, if you lose, it's because the, the system is rigged. No, nigga, the system been rigged, okay? The thing about that is his number, they're not low enough for me. Like they're, they're, if he, Biden is at 49, he's at 43 or four. How are they still close? How is he still in the forties? That doesn't make sense to it me. It does make sense because half of America is racist. And so that's, that is who he is holding on to. All white women and all white men who have raised their children to be racist as well. That grew up in those households. Those are the people that is his base. Whether we want to admit that shit or not, that is Donald Trump white 
racists are his base and that is why they feel so comfortable to do what they do that is why his numbers are still as high as they are because this really shows us how divided the country really is they have been hiding in the shadows not being able to say what the fuck they want the karens have been waiting to say this shit forever how she threw that that bottle at that black woman bitch if you have been in the south it ain't no motherfucking way has she ran into keisha or kanisha we would have been on your ass. You you did it to the right motherfucker, okay? But this they have been waiting to show how they hate us and how um, they hate, you know, immigrants and Mexicans, the people who fucking built this country. They've been waiting on that shit, and so he is their outlet. That is why his numbers are still high, because we still we are divided. 70, I used to say 75% of the population is just stupid. Yeah. And that was being nice. Honestly, yeah. it's about 85%, yeah. which means, you know, out of a hundred people, 15 of them are smart. Yeah. Out of a hundred people, 15 are smart. The rest of them are walking fucking idiots. And that is what we are living with. Like, it's yeah. like, like, do open your mind, open your brain, be experienced, do like, I just can't. And you just go off what somebody else is telling you. Like some of it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't, but they're, you know, you think again, his base, they're, they're um, not well-educated. They're low income as well. Um, you know, CC Winans is doing a thing for him. Wait a minute. What now? You heard me. CC Winans is doing um, the calm down pandemic video with her, him, her, uh, Dennis Quaid and Garth Brooks. Oh, so, so, so council culture about to be full of kicked in on his motherfucking ass. But you know, I mean, it's just like, it's the same thing. We, we are our own worst enemy because we know what the white people are going to do and why they are supporting him. But then we got black people who are, and I'm going to put it on this. Their vitriol, especially black men towards Kamala Harris, mm -hmm. is it's mm -hmm. unreal. And mm -hmm. I'm so sick of these PWI folks, people that went to PWIs, folks trying to be dictating how black somebody is, who's black enough and who's pandering. How the fuck is in the... Do you, first of all, y'all wasn't even born in the 80s. First right. of all, most of y'all that are coming at her saying that she put black men in jail, y'all wasn't even born in the 80s. In the 80s, to go to a HBCU, do you know what that means? To make a choice? To make a choice to go to a HBCU. When your mama and daddy are, are professors at Stanford and, 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 and Berkeley. Right. Who go to a HBCU, that ain't... So you telling me that 40, 50 years ago, she's okay, I'm going to figure out how I can pander to the black community right. um, 30 years from now. <laughs> so I'm going to go to this HBCU. Maybe they, like, cut the fuck out of here. Yeah. And you pledge the oldest sorority there is like, I don't give a fuck what past you went through in the, in your life. You have that same shared experience. We have that same shared experience mm -hmm. and it ain't nothing a PWI kid, a whole tap, a woke motherfucker can tell me that's going to tell me that Pamela Harris is not black. Right. She and then what gets me as well is that people, she, she did this, all these things to black men, but every politician has done something wrong in their political, most of them, everybody has done some, everybody has told a lie to get ahead or to do some, you have done something in your life. All of us as human beings, we have done something in our lives that we are not proud of. You can, I mean, how 
you nobody's perfect so no. she's a human being and the, whatever case they have brought up i haven't even done a whole lot of research on that when they're when they say that it's just one case and then she wasn't even the district attorney on the case it was under her office and the boy was like it really wasn't her fault but here's the thing black people commit crimes right black people commit crimes right. and if a black person committed a crime against you would you want the black district attorney to say you know they're black yeah i'm not gonna prosecute this crime i'm from california i voted for the woman three damn times i know what the hell she's about yeah we got sex traffickers off the fucking street yeah some of them were black right. raping and molesting children and sex trafficking women she did not prosecute teen prostitutes because they were being sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. She started back on track, which was to help low level drug offenders, cleared their records, gave them classes, cleared their credit. Mm -hmm. So when they came out of this program, they could start anew. Right. People now did everything she did was right. No, but I think those things outweigh. And then last time I checked, didn't know black people own banks. Right. She got $5 billion from the banks for the mortgage company, for the mortgage mishap. When all the other attorney generals wanted to take a $200, $300 million settlement, she said, no, we're going to take them to court. Yep. He yep. won the court case and $5 billion. Like, and I, like I said, I don't know no black people that own banks like that other than magic. Right. So what is this? She put black people in jail. Da, 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 da. Get the fuck but then my thing is also, what's the fucking alternative? To vote for Trump? So, so go, so let's talk about the ice cube thing. Cause I know you wanted to talk about that. What is the alternative? Would you rather vote for Biden and Harris or would you rather vote for fucking Trump again? I don't know what other choice we have. So why the fuck are you trying to tell people go, you talk about it. Tell them you what know, it's about. These motherfuckers. And, and, and <laughs> I, 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 I can't take it. Here's my issue. I don't have a problem with you coming in and voicing an opinion on a demographic of the black community, because mm -hmm. that is, you are representing a demographic of the black community. I don't have a problem with you, but where the fuck was you when there was 22 motherfuckers on that goddamn stage mm -hmm. in the primaries? You had a black man up there. You had an Asian man. You had a Latino man. You had a woman. You had three fucking four women. You had everybody up there. You didn't have no plan, no demand for the black community then. You didn't have none of that. So now we're 50 days out. And now here come As She Lip Ice Cube. And uh, what are you going to do for the black community? And what is it? You, first of all, you ain't even in the black community. You're worth $160 million, dude. Right. You we, we're not even, we're not in the same community. So you don't speak for me. Right. And then you're going to switch it around and be like, well, for black, what are you going to do to get black man votes? Have you put the same question to Donald Trump and the Republican party? Yep. And if you have not, why are you coming after this party? Right. And I think that is just so divisive. Just making those type of statements is so divisive to black people. I mean, in, in you know, over history has shown that black we don't vote as much as we should, right? So why would you even try to confuse people for the people who are considering thinking about voting? I think young people, I don't really even think we have to worry about millennials. I think they're actually on it. I, like, I, I love this this generation. They get on your fucking nerves and they entitled, but the motherfuckers believe in what they, they stand for something. You know, I think it's our generation and our parents' generation that have these 
thoughts about why would I go vote? It's not going to matter anyway. So if they are um, even thinking about voting or attempting to vote, why the fuck would you even say something like this? Because you have no fucking alternative. We, the, the, what we want is Trump out. That is our end fucking goal. I really, it could be fucking, I don't give a fuck who it is. Donald Duck around this motherfucker couldn't, can run the president, the, the state, <laughs> the United States better than Donald fucking Trump. But see, the, because here's the thing, Kim, Diddy, Kanye, them, your stature, your position is not going to change. Motherfucker, if this motherfucker wins, we might die. Right. Like it is not up for discussion. We literally could die. Right. I, I stay up at night worried. Like this motherfucker breaks. Now you want to go after Iran. What if he just be like, oh, we got nuclear bombs. Why don't we just put like anything to get out of what is inevitable. If him getting dragged out of that fucking White House, mm-hmm. that anything to uh, to get over that. So what you guys are doing and, and you know, some of them did it. T.I. did it in, in 2016 mm-hmm. with that election. And, mm-hmm. you know, talking about Hillary and he didn't know if he could vote for a woman. And other, well, what was the fucking alternative? Right. You, you know, so I got the alternative. We were going to live through this. And I kept telling you, we're not going to live through this. We can't just get through this. This is not just going to pass. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to, I would give anything to have George W. right now. Okay. Yes. How we hated fucking W. We hated W. But I would give anything to have the homie right now to have God, you know, like, Dakita, this is what I'm going to need. I'm going to need them. W, Obama, and Clinton just to stroll into the damn White House and Obama first just slap his mouth and say, bitch, keep my name out your motherfucking mouth. Yes. Clinton and Bush be like, dude, you didn't fuck this shit up. (laughs) Fuck this shit up. I would have, I, listen. My wish was before Obama left that he just fucking cussed like a real black person just went the fuck off and then lit his cigarette and walked the fuck off the stage. I would have loved to see that shit. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Like, I just would have loved to see him just come out of character and go off. I wanted to see too, but I think I think Michelle did it. Because you know, kind of Michelle was kind of toned down that day. Right. She never wears her hair pulled back like that. Yeah. her hair pulled back. She was kind of like, I'm ready in case anything go down. I have to slap the shit out of one of these motherfuckers. But I wanted him to just be like, bitch, keep my name out your mouth. Keep my wife's name out your mouth and walk off. But wait, wait, what was so great this week is when he went to Ruth Bader Ginsburg funeral and all the women started chanting, vote him out. That was everything. And he couldn't take it, Keita. He couldn't take it. He was sitting I thought he probably pissed his pants. That he motherfucker t- was fuming beneath the surface. You could see it. He, ooh. He was so hot and all oh, they when the booze and everything. But that's what happens. You don't get out around the real people. Right. You just the crazy white people. Right. And they make you feel good. So now you need to know you're not our favorite president. Right. We don't love you. Right. We are wondering, counting down day by day, why somebody hasn't... Um, Taking one for the team. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted that shit every day too. Him and Zimmerman. I don't know how, but it's somehow it's possible. But vote, vote, vote. Because it has to be so wide of a margin mm-hmm. that he can't say 
it's rigged. And I personally, I'm going to go to the poll. I'm not going to mail my ballot in. I'm going in and I'm voting. Putting my yeah, vote. and that's what I was going to look up right now. I think I saved a photo in my phone. Georgia's early voting starts October 12th and ends October 30th. And for California, it starts October 5th and ends November 2nd. So please, y'all, get out and vote. Go early vote. And if you're not registered in California, you still have until October 3rd to get registered. And you can register online in California by October 3rd. So you can still vote in this election. Yep. So yeah, yeah, people. <laughs> you know, it's like every day, like I'm not kidding. Like, it's just like, what in the world is, and then the, so did you see, see about the executive order that he signed yesterday? No. Well, restricting, um, so really what it is, is the effort to go after the 1619 project uh -huh. with this new um, academic or new school regulations of 1776 um, curriculum um, where everybody's equal. We're not going to talk about slavery and we're not going to talk about how uh, white people lynch black people and all of that. Like, oh, so he's trying to remove history. Yeah. Exactly. But the way you got to read the wording because the wording like he quotes Martin Luther King in it and all he wanted his children all to be equal. And, you know, the pre the Constitution of the United States says, you know, we're all equal. And so to keep that as a, a the thing, everything needs to just be equal. We need to stop misrepresenting the United States as being formed on racism. And, but that was in the Constitution. So, so he's trying to erase history and rewrite that shit as if he said it. Nigga, please take your ass on. No, nigga, that's not going to happen. They're wanting to hold, withhold funding from schools that do diversity training and diversity um, inclusion. See, LAUSD just went to, we decided, LAUSD just decided to do black, it's called Black Students Matter. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to do a whole um, racial you know, sensitivity training and have classes and stuff like that. So technically under this uh, executive order, they could withhold funding if we continue to try to do stuff like that. I have no words. Mm -hmm. I have no words. We have to vote, y'all. It almost makes me tear up. Like, it, it, we have to vote. We have to get Donald Trump out. We, that yeah. is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Say it again. Black men. And say it a motherfucking get. <laughs> Black men, homies, daddy, granddaddies, uncles, whatever. Get off of that bullshit that y'all put us through in 2016 because y'all wanted the reasons here with your misogynistic ways too. You didn't want to vote for that woman. Yep. So get over that shit and realize that we're not going to make it out of this unless we all do it. See, here's the thing, and I keep saying black people don't vote. 94% of black women vote. We vote. We black women carry some of the some of the elections. Yes, we do our part. Fucking support us for one time, and we are not supporting Donald Trump. We are not supporting, and we need our white women to follow us. And if you're sitting around as a black man going, I'm still going to vote for Donald Trump, we are not voting for them. So for one time in your fucking life, support us like we always support you. Yes. Yes. I am. I stay screaming that shit. I really do not feel like that's a whole nother episode, but I do not feel like black men support black women. They don't stand for us like we stand for them. But yet these motherfuckers 
will ask you on motherfucking Tinder, what are you doing out there to support the black man? Are you out there um, peacefully protesting? Motherfucker, are you out there yourself? Don't ask me what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know anyone personally who has gone through this type of injustice. So why are you making me feel some type of way because I'm not protesting, nigga? Like, really? How dare you ask that question? It's man let me tell you these motherfuckers are a trip out here but we need y'all to support us like we support y'all all you see is women out there and kids and everything protesting peacefully protesting standing up for george floyd and all ahmaud arbery all these deaths that we've had this year but yet when something happens to a black woman we do not hear those black men's voices as loud support us to support us. Like I said, if I had to sit up there and go and, and, and argue and back and forth with people, with black men, especially about, you know, I ride, I ride for Kamala Harris. Like I rode for her in the primary. I, like I said, I voted for her three times as Senator, as uh, 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 Attorney General. And none of this other stuff came up until it was, she was running for yeah. president. Yeah. Like, when she was senator, you know, she won by landslide. Like it was like an attorney general. So now all of a sudden this comes up and you want to bring these ideas up. Support the black woman. When she walks into a room, ain't not there nobody said, hmm, her father's Jamaican and her mother's Indian. No, right. she's a black woman. She's a black woman and support her because I know no matter what, I know the saying all skin folk ain't kin folk. I get it. We know that we know that, but I know that that woman that went to Howard university, right. More my kin folk than Daniel Cameron. Absolutely. Absolutely. Regardless of whatever maneuver she made. I know that. I know she got her hair done in the dorm the night she pledged. I know that. <laughs> right. So whatever you do, people, get out and vote. Um, if not, we are going to have a somber and depressing as November. So make sure you get out and vote. We need an exit plan. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Thank you, Ray Ray, for joining me. Thank you, Keita, for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, it was fun. Yes, it was. Oh, good. I got to vent a little bit. I know. It's, it's therapeutic, right? <laughs>